0: Kiddos, are you ready for Christmas? Is anybody ready for Christmas? Wow, I was expecting a little bit more out of you guys. Maybe you weren't ready, okay? So maybe you're ready now. Kiddos, are you ready for Christmas? Yes. I thought maybe there was a little bit of excitement, a little more excitement than what you guys were showing me a minute ago. Yes, we are excited in our house as well and we're gonna be doing some traveling. How, how many of you are, are traveling for the holidays? I see, yes, I see some friends from out of town. So the uh, AAA did a survey and apparently a hundred in like nine million Americans will travel for the holidays. Maybe you have family traveling here. You're the lucky one this year. They're, they're coming to see you. They're doing the traveling. So a third of all Americans will travel uh, this year, I guess last year, we were just so mad that all of our celebrations got canceled. We're like, you know what? We're gonna go anyway. And so we are traveling as well. We're gonna go see my family in the Austin area. And I don't know about you, I'm directionally challenged. Do we have any directionally challenged people? Yes, a few of you, yeah. Um, So uh, young ones, younger than me, there used to be this thing called MapQuest. Have you ever heard of MapQuest before? Does anyone remember going online with the dial up and it made all the sounds? And you went on to mapquest.com and you would punch in where you're going. And, uh, you know, uh, when Mordecai tells Esther, You were made for such a time as this, I feel like God knew when I was going to live on the earth and He needed. Apple Maps, right, Google Maps to exist for people like me. So I'm, I'm so grateful uh, for the maps because, you know, uh, the Lord says he knows the number of the hairs on, on our head, but I wonder if there's like a counter of how many unnecessary miles Chris has driven in his life. Like, I would love to know that number. When I get to the other side, I'm going to ask, Lord, how many miles did I unnecessarily drive because I missed where I was going, And uh, we're going to be traveling, so pray for us today that we will punch it in the right way on our phones so that we can get there. And I want to talk to you today about the way home. We're in a series called Joy and Peace, and we're uh, hoping to land the sleigh tonight and to wrap it up and to put a big bow on it, okay, and talk about the invitation. Week one, we talked about. Um, how the Lord has provided this incredible interruption of Advent, how our lives are going in this thing, and there's a moment in history where God steps in to the story in a mighty way in the coming of Jesus. We talked about the the uh, incarnation and what it means that Jesus took on flesh. And then last Sunday, we talked about um, how the, the the Lord is uh, so mighty in his and his mercy his mercy that intervenes for us and today I want to talk about the invitation because I believe that Advent Christmas is an invitation home it's an invitation home I I want to look at two passages of scripture I want to read from Luke chapter 2 a little bit of the Christmas story this is after Jesus is born and he's being carried to the temple by his parents to Jerusalem and uh, there's a man who's filled with the Spirit. His name is Simeon, and he's been waiting for the consolation of Israel. Here's what it says. Luke chapter 2, verse 25. There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to Israel's consolation, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he saw the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, he entered the temple. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him up in his arms and praised God and said, now, master, you can dismiss your servant in peace as you promised, for my eyes have seen your salvation." You've prepared it in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the ethnos, the Gentiles, the nations, to us, and glory to your people, Israel. It's a fascinating moment because we have an elderly man who's waiting to pass away, and he picks up an infant in his arms and he worships an infant knowing that this is the messiah and he says i've seen your salvation and later in john in chapter 14 jesus talks about the way of salvation and that's what i want us to look at today is the way home the way of salvation in john 14 jesus says this don't let your hearts be troubled believe in god Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If not, I would have told you. I am going away to prepare a place for you. If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am, you may also be. You know the way to where I'm going. And the disciples, are like, what is he talking about? Lord, Thomas said, we don't know where you're going. How can we know? The way, verse six, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. This is the word of the Lord. So we have an old man worshiping an infant, seeing the salvation of God, and then we have Jesus telling us the way home the way of salvation and the the first thing that i want us to see is that christmas shows us the way home advent shows us the coming of christ means the way has come now you probably know this but christians were first called the way back in the very beginning when you look at the book of acts and they were it it was called the way and the christians were called followers of the way they were wayans Had this continued, Christian music, CCM, would be called way music. Contemporary way music. Or Merry Waymas. Doesn't quite have the ring of Merry Christmas, does it? The Waymas. So thankfully they changed it to Christians into Christmas. But they were followers of the way. That's what they called following Jesus. It was a way and in verse 2 and 3 of John Jesus says that he's he's come to to show us the way to the father's house the way to the father's house he's come to bring us home he speaks of the dwelling place of god the in my father's house, his territory, his dwelling, there are many, if, you, if you're King James Version Christians, you know that, that word is mansions. There are mansions. It's, it's many rooms. And Jesus is talking to his disciples about eternity. First John two, verse 25, it says, this is the promise that he himself made to us, eternal life. But Jesus is not saying he's only the way to the Father's house. You caught that in the text. Verse 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Meaning, I am the way to the Father. He's the way to the Father. And I was thinking, uh, uh, the other night, we had kind of a christmas theme night. We do some stuff over the holidays. And we do like a 12 days of Christmas thing that my wife does at all. I have nothing to do with that. And she bought an elf-themed card game, and we watched Elf. Do, do we have any Elf fans out there? Yeah, well, I, I'm, it's one of my favorite Christmas movies. And I was thinking of Buddy the Elf. In fact, I think I might have a, just a little shot of Buddy to fill you with some Christmas cheer today. I've seen about Buddy the Elf. Buddy the Elf has to find his way because Buddy the Elf learns that where he's living, his home, is not really his home, right? He's, he's learned that he's been separated from his father before he was ever born or, or when he was born. He, he never met his father. And so he learns about a dad and this magical place called New York City and Santa gives him a snow globe and has the Empire State Building in it and that's his map, that's his way home to his father. And I love how he describes the journey I passed through the seven levels of the candy cane forest, through the sea of swirly, twirly gumdrops. And then I walked through the Lincoln Tunnel, right? I love it. But I was thinking about the story. It's the real story of us, really, of human beings. That you live in a home that's not really your home. That you were separated from a father before you even knew it. And there's something in us that wants to find our way back, our way home. Jesus says, I am the way. In fact, he says he's the only way. And it means that you have one specific father who dwells in a very specific place. And there's only one specific way that leads to him. The second thing that I want us to see is that it's the way to joy and peace. That's what we're talking about. In, in this season of life, as COVID it just kind of wanes on and we sort of start even tuning out all the news stories because we're just tired of it. In, in a season where many of you have endured so much loss, I know, me too. We need joy and peace. And in verse one, Jesus says this, don't let Your heart be troubled we all know a thing or two about troubled hearts and it's the opposite of peace or joy and I just want you to know that this passage is often used to say Jesus is the only way to the Father and if you don't believe in Jesus and you believe in something else like you need to come to Jesus because he's the only way and that's true from the text but the context is this Jesus is talking to disciples who are troubled His followers, his closest friends, are troubled. Because in this moment, Judas has already left to betray. Peter is about to deny. Jesus will be arrested. Jesus will be crucified. And they're going to be scattered. And and Jesus knows, like, hey, okay, I, I need to prepare you guys. It's going to be difficult don't let your heart be troubled because it's going to feel like all is lost and everything's ruined and the fellowship that feels like home is going to be broken up trouble's coming for your hearts and he says this and i love it he says don't let your heart be troubled Now, it seems to me that when Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled, it it comes with the promise that you have the power to not let your heart be troubled, right? Don't let your heart be troubled. And the antidote that Jesus gives to troubled people, troubled followers is this, believe in me. Believe in me. Now, you probably know the classic illustration of belief is, is a chair right? You've you've seen this before? That to believe is literally to put your confidence in something. So if I believe the chair can hold me, I will sit on the chair because I, I, I trust that it is able to hold me up. And that's the word that Jesus used. It's, it's the word believe, which is to literally put our confidence, to trust, to place confidence in Jesus. Believe in me. And here's what I want you, want you to understand is that putting our confidence in Jesus is active resistance against the troubles of life that seek to steal your peace. Peace. And Jesus says, look, guys, I want you to know something. Trouble's coming, but don't let your heart be troubled. Believe, have confidence in me. Which means we can have peace and joy now. We can have peace and joy now because of what Jesus is going to do then verse two and three, he tells them, look, my father's house, it's pretty cool. It's pretty sweet. It's got lots and lots of rooms in it. And I'm actually going to go and I'm going to prepare a place for you. And guess what? I'm coming back. Advent means the coming the arrival and we celebrate the first coming of jesus but we also look forward to the second coming of jesus during the season of advent of jesus saying look i will come back for you so that where i am you may be also i want you to be where i am and it tells us not only of the bigness of god's house but it tells us about the bigness of god's heart a place is being prepared, and it's big, and it's got lots and lots of rooms in it. Now, I know as you travel, or maybe you have family travel to you, you may go to a three-bedroom, two-bath you know, two house, and the whole family's there, and you're like, well, this is gonna get interesting, right? Some of you, how many of you parents have put your kids in a closet at night? Made them sleep in a closet, anyone? Just me? Oh, okay, just me, cool. I thought for sure somebody was, with, I think Lisa helped me back there, thank you. Maybe I should go to parenting classes after this. But you know, you sleep on the couch. Maybe you've got to go to a hotel where they have lots of rooms because there's no room in the inn. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Jesus, you, you know how that feels. But Jesus doesn't speak generically about our eternal home. He doesn't speak generically about a place with lots of room. He says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Specifically. One specific father who lives in one specific place, who dwells in a place. And there's one specific way to get there. And he's specifically planning a place for you. He says this, you can trust me. Joy says, I'm preparing a place for you. And it's home. It's home, the last thing's this. And I think it's pretty clear what Jesus is saying is, the way is relationship. The way home is relationship with Jesus. In verse seven, he uses this word, know. If you know me, you will know the Father. If you know me. And that word know is not like us, like knowing facts, like we can Google everything under the sun and know something, right? The, the kind of know that Jesus is talking about is a committed, intimate Relationship. In fact, in a Jewish world, this would be like the most intimate knowledge between a husband and a wife to know a person. And Jesus says, Look, if you know me, you will know the Father. I am the way. Know me. Christmas declares to us God is knowable, Christ has come. And he's seeking a relationship with me and with you, with us. Um, After the service, I will make my way home. Not my home here in Richmond. I will make my way home to Round Rock, where I grew up, and I will go to the house that feels like home to me. It's the house that I drove away from when I went off to college, and my parents were boohooing in the driveway. That was awkward. And uh, I'll never remember like, I'll, I'll never forget just seeing them be like, "Why?" Right?" Now, as a parent, I understand someday that'll be me boohooing in the driveway. It's the home where I spent the latter part of my childhood. It's the home where I I walk in the door and I'm just like, ah, home, you know? But this year it will be different for me. Most of you know that my mom passed away in March of a a year-long battle with a terrible cancer. And my mom was this fun, worky, loving, encouraging, generous person. And I can guarantee you, we will feel the void. I've been preparing myself, preparing my kids, telling them, look, it's gonna be a little different this, this year. It's gonna be weird because of Mama." And I'm just thinking there's probably a lot of you that know what I'm talking about. Some of you are going to have maybe a different holiday this year because you've endured great loss in your family. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe some other tragedy or something has happened and you're going to feel a void this holiday. But as I make my way home this year, I go with a confidence, a trust in the coming of Jesus the coming of salvation. I have a confidence, I have a trust that Jesus is coming again. And it's only with this confidence that I can live with joy and peace because I can go home, even though it may not feel just like it did before, knowing that my mom who loved Jesus is full of joy and full of peace, that she's made her way home. And tonight i just wanted to simply give the invitation to come home because you know some of you have you've known church you've known you know christian stuff but you haven't known jesus like the intimate knowing of a personal relationship with jesus i didn't always have that confidence in the coming of Jesus, or the second coming of Jesus. When I was a young man, I, I was an empty, angry guy, until someone told me that the way home cost Jesus the way of the cross. And that on that cross, he took all the burden of my sin and my mistakes, and my, all, all of my, my junk, upon himself so that he could wash me clean and cleanse me and call me holy and blameless and bring me in to the family, back home. And so today, I just want you to know that wherever you are, Jesus wants to meet you in your need. If you feel broken, Jesus wants to meet you in your brokenness. I wanna invite you home Jesus is inviting you home not only has he invited you he's prepared the way for you and so I just want to encourage you if that's you today to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ to believers I just want to remind you from the scripture that Jesus invites you troubled disciples to trusting confidence and the quality of your relationship to the lord determines the level of joy and peace that you walk in right now so wherever you are i just want you to know there's more for you in jesus so whatever way you go from here may you go the way of jesus no matter what home looks like this year There's a home for you in Christ. May you taste the joy and the peace that only the coming of Christ can bring you. May you know him. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Renaissance Church Sermon Podcast. To contact us or find out more information, visit rin churchorg